Is there not an entire section on this subject? And no, yes, I may have changed my mind in the meantime on that, so it's unfair. I may have, I may have changed my mind about Mithra, for example. Is, is, your, is your book for sale about it? Yes, it what have you ever asked God for forgiveness? <laughs> I'm not sure I have. I just go and try and do a better job from there. I don't think so. Let me tell you, 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 let me Episode 46 of Let Me Tell You, I'm your host, The Evangelical Norm. So, uh, we can just jump right into this week was insane. Um, it's And it's all politics, all this, this week. It's just all we can talk about is politics. It's just the insanity that was this last week unparalleled in, in recent history, I think, um, from... Just, I, I mean, the joke that was the um, Iowa caucus on Monday. So, I mean, starting on Monday, um, did anything happen on Sunday? I don't even know if there anything went on on Sunday. What? There was was there a football game or something Sunday? I, I don't know. Yeah, but Monday, we get our Iowa caucuses and. They just botched the whole thing. So results didn't come out for like days after the, the Iowa caucus. Uh, apparently there was an app that had some problems and so nobody knew and then they're trying to make phone calls and that doesn't work. And uh, just, I mean, <laughs> it, you could not create a better ad for Trump then just I mean all you got to do is throw up anything about the Iowa caucus and say you know the DNC this is who you want running the, the government I mean they can't even get an app right they can't get in, even get an app to work and then of course everybody's going jumping on stage and, and claiming their victory um Everybody except for Biden. Biden was like, oh, yeah, we, we took a punch to the gut or, or something like that. And um, So everybody's claiming victory in Iowa. Well, finally, we did get um, some results. I mean, this, this splash screen that I, I picked um, just shows 86% head. Sorry, excuse me, I almost sneezed. Um, 86% reporting, uh, and then the way the caucuses are, are weird, the way they work. So you get the people come in initially, and the, then they're caucusing for that person. And then they have to see if those people get to a viability of 15%, something to that effect. And then they real allocate that, and then that becomes, and then so it's like, well, these people aren't viable, so you have to, you have to get, put your your support behind these people because these people aren't good anymore so this is what you ended up with so uh bernie and and uh Buttigieg 
essentially tied Warren, Biden, and Klobuchar. There you go. There's your, your yawn for the night. And uh, this, again, this, it's just, this is what this stuff does to me. Um, just, uh, just crazy stuff. So, once again, Sanders thinks he should be, and the, the guy, the front runner, the nominee, and all this stuff. Obviously, Pete Buttigieg got a little bit more. And again, this is what I've been saying. As Christians, this is the guy we got to watch out for. And I'm already seeing it. Um, you know, uh, with different people that I never would have thought would, would throw in behind Buttigieg. But again, Trump kind of screwed everything up because I know people who were lifetime Dem or Republicans like me. And as soon as Trump took the, the banner for the Republican party, I, I said, all right, I'm out. I'm out. If this is the guy you're going to nominate, I can't be part of it. So then I, I, a lot of people I know went and became independents. Excuse me. Or other things. Uh, I, I don't know anybody who went all the way Democrat. Maybe one or two people. But So a lot of people supporting Pete that I didn't think would ever support Pete. But again, I just think there's enough of the evangelifish church out there um not really solid theologically based joel osteen type churches that are gonna throw their support behind Buttigieg because he claims to be a christian he throws out a few bible verses here and there and homosexuality has become so accepted in the mainstream church out there that he could get a, a lot of following with Poor theologically based Christians um, getting behind Buttigieg. So this is a guy we got to watch. It's it's a completely different situation than I even imagined that it would be um, ten months ago when we had seventeen people on the Democrat stage. So be an interesting thing to watch. We got New Hampshire coming up this week. That'll give us, hopefully, New Hampshire does a better job with their voting and primaries and, and so on. And we can get a, an actual, what we're used to seeing as people go in and that night we start seeing results coming out. It's going to give us a better picture of what we're dealing with. <sighs> Excuse me again with the, with the Democrats. So, so there was that. That was Monday craziness ensued with with that and then we get the state of the union address <laughs> and the picture uh the the rip heard around the world so here's here's the the thing about the state of the union the constitution requires that the president present to the congress the state of the union an address an actual not a speech that's not what require what is required. That's a, a, a as far as I know, I don't remember when the first speech was given, um, but it, it's a newer thing. It was it was a report that was given to the Congress. This is the State of the Union. Required by the Constitution, the P 
paper that, that Trump, the speech that Trump handed to Pelosi, the copy of his speech, is a constitutionally required document that she have, that he provide to her. And she tore it up. And now people are coming out, and, and I didn't know the code or anything like that, but I recognized when this happened that this was some kind of violation, whether it be a U.S. code, which is what it turns out to be, or something constitutionally, but apparently 18 U.S. Code 2017B states that any mutilation and destruction of any official document is punishable by up to three years in prison, some kind of fine, and removal from office, and never to be able to hold office again. And I can't, I don't remember the name of the guy that actually filed paperwork to have this investigated. So, but I got a little ahead of myself. This was, but this was the, the, the scene that everybody remembers. Trump gave a great speech. He really did. Very pro-life. I was, I was impressed. Again, I still, I don't know how much I believe him. When he gives his speeches, but as far as speeches go, this was good. The optics, um, Tuskegee Airmen, I can't remember the, the now general, Brigadier General's name. I, I should remember that. But the one of the last, he may be the last living Tuskegee Airmen, um, was recognized his grandson, great-grandson. He was promo- given a promotion. The... Presidential Medal of Freedom to Rush Limbaugh. Uh, the little girl who got her Opportunity Scholarship or whatever they call those things. Um, the reuniting of a military family. There, I mean, the optics of it was phenomenal. And the fact that the majority of the Democrats just sat. That made that optic even worse. Because Trump, because... They they can't they can't agree with Trump so they they again they just won't they refuse so they're not even on the good things that he does they're not going to stand up they're not going to clap they're not going to support this president so essentially Trump made them sit through all the things that their party is about and then to to top it all off with this optic of Nancy Pelosi childishly tearing it up and people saw that i mean there's there's shows where she was pre-ripping this so this would rip easy she tested to see if she could rip the whole thing and obviously that wasn't going to do so she did it in three shots and i mean absolutely petty and childish but what do we expect i mean literally i mean i wanted to i wanted to entitle this episode um high school musical the the washington years but High School Musical is more mature than the garbage that is happening in our government on both sides. And this is one of the things that I've always complained about Trump. I do not like the name calling on Twitter. I do not like the the Twitter uh, persona period that he puts off. Um, I've never liked the man as character wise ever. And so again, the the childishness 
I've said it before. He was 69 going on 7. I, I don't know how old he is now, 71, 72, but he's literally like he's a, a child. And Nancy Pelosi just responded in kind as a child. You know, again, this is not the high school music goes to goes to D.C. or the D.C. years because that's far too mature for what's happening in our government. This is the third grade political playground. This is this is this is children running our nation and the pettiness that goes on back and forth. And again, the the whataboutism that comes out in all of that, the the well, Trump has I've seen him, you know, that picture went around of apparently he wrote something down and then ate it. And it well, that's just well, just because the president writes on the paper doesn't make it an official document like this. Huge difference. Huge difference between what Trump did and what Pelosi did here. This is absolutely childish. And but then again, don't hear me say that I'm this huge fan of Trump because he's absolutely childish as well. I just would like to see some adults running our can our our nation, running our country, and we don't. I mean. Literally, I mean, days later, you've got AOC, the bastion of, of, of stupidity. <laughs> I can't even be, I can't even be ironic and satirical with her, because just some of the stuff she says is just outlandish. But so you've got her talking about, and I don't even know what the context of the clip is. But she's going, you know, this this whole pull you up by your bootstrap scene started as a joke because it's a physical impossibility. We get it. You know, apparently it was overheard in the, in the Congress cloakroom later that day that she was like, what? You mean the cat really doesn't have his tongue and he just doesn't talk much? It's just ridiculous. And it's like, seriously, can we get some grownups in the room? To, to run this nation because I, I gotta say it the most mature person here in this picture is Mike Pence and I don't I don't even down with a lot of what he did politically in was, it, was he the governor of Indiana or Illinois I don't even remember but there were some big LGBTQ agenda items that that passed his desk this this great grand Christian man who, uh, you know, and to his credit, will not spend be alone with a woman and all these things. And, and granted, I same thing. Uh, I try to follow the Billy Graham rule as much as humanly possible um, when work and stuff doesn't insist and force me to be in a room alone with other women aside from my wife. But. So, I mean, and he let some, some huge LGBT things go through that he could have vetoed as a governor. So, again, not real impressed with Mike either. But, so, we go from crazy, crazy shenanigans, everything that could possibly go wrong with the Iowa caucus, to the State of the Union address, and then, of course... Wednesday, we got the uh, the acquittal for the impeachment. And again, here's the deal. 
I, one, I agree with Ben Shapiro. And again, my political or my, uh, yeah, legal, politic legalese, if you will, um, I, I take Ben Shapiro's advice. He is a lawyer. He did graduate law school. He's smarter than me on these things. So maybe he's just out there and wrong. But I believe that Ben Shapiro is correct in stating that Trump has done nothing criminal, nothing that is actually an impeachable offense. People don't like him? Absolutely. Is he ridiculous and childish and and any number of other issues that go along with Trump? Absolutely. Are any of those things uh, issues that he can be impeached for? No. You can't just impeach a president if you don't like him. I mean, how many times do the Republicans try to impeach Obama? None. But five out of the last six Republican presidents have all had articles of impeachment brought against them. Not all of them were impeached, but all of them had article of impeachments brought against five out of six Republican presidents. This is an issue. This is a political issue. And it's ridiculous. Again, the Democrats have shown their just willingness to do whatever they can. And then again, quotes. I mean, we got the AOC thing, but we had other guys. I don't even remember who it was saying, if we don't get this impeachment to come through, then then the voters may be able to affect the, the election in 2020. Well, absolutely. That's how it should be. The voters should affect it. And... Impeachment should have nothing to do with it. So Trump gets acquitted, and then we have the National Prayer Breakfast. Now, here again, this is where I come in, and I actually have all my issues with Trump, is when he tries to present himself as a Christian, we get stupidity out of this president. We get two Corinthians. We get my favorite Bible verses, two Corinthians, two Corinthians, right? Uh, we get you know other things. The clip that's in the in the beginning in the intro to this show. <clears throat> Have you ever asked for forgiveness? No. Well, then you're not a Christian. Don't try to act like one. But instead of of you know having this national prayer breakfast and making it about you know prayer for our leaders and for our country and maybe a gospel presentation somewhere in there. Some of these people absolutely need to hear it. Trump needs to hear it. No, instead, he holds up his his newspaper that he's been acquitted, 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 and then it proceeds and to use, and again, I'm, I'm taking a lot of this off of just little clips that I've heard that other talk shows have talked about. I did not, full disclosure, watch the entire National Prayer Breakfast, but I heard enough about it. But Trump essentially made it a platform for him to... to get vindication on all of the uh, Democrats who decided to impeach him. This is a national prayer breakfast. Grow up, Mr. President. Grow up. Just do the thing the way the thing should be done and save the acquitted and all that other stuff for another time. The national prayer breakfast is not the time for this. That's my opinion. Granted, I could be wrong, but that's my opinion. So, all of this 
just crazy stuff going on down all week long. So I can't wait to see what next week ha- next week has to offer. Uh, to see what you know with what New Hampshire is going to bring about. We had this uh, the debate. I did not watch again the 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 debate on Friday night. Um, I actually watched about half of it, uh, and and I mean four hours is way too long to even consider watching these <laughs> again I, I don't like name calling so I can't even think of anything to call them that wouldn't reflect poorly upon me acting like an idiot and like a fool but so the debate I couldn't watch all of it I watched part of it again all of these people to their core are all about abortion and, and, you know, without, uh, restriction and without question. I apologize. I'm yawning a lot tonight, <clears throat> but so yeah, it's, it's a scary situation with, um, the Republic or the Democrats that are, are coming up and, and making their run for the presidency. And I'm, I'm very confident that Donald Trump is still going to win. I cannot see, I don't, I just don't see any of the, any of the Democrats actually beating him, especially if they, I mean, if they nominate Bernie, that's, I agree with a, a Biden that if Bernie gets the nomination, then, then the Democrats are going to have to carry that socialist label forever. And that's all there is to it. I mean, and that it's not good. I mean, who was it? Um, was it Chris Daniels? Uh, hardball with Chris Matthews. Chris Matthews, whatever the dude's name is. Ben Shapiro does. I love Ben Shapiro's uh, imitation of, of Chris Matthews, and I won't even try to do it. I was going to, but I won't. Um, on his show is actually coming out and saying socialism doesn't work. It doesn't. And so, you know, if, if Bernie gets that nomination, then then Democrats have to rebrand completely. They are socialists at that point. And, you know, I, I fear, honestly, I don't think he has any chance with the only one of these nominees that I would, I would even think remotely because of the ability to draw in a, a weaker theological Christian group. Uh, is Buttigieg? I don't think any of the any of the, any of the rest of them have any possible chance of beating Trump. Um, so we're looking at four more years of that. Hopefully, he'll actually get to the point where he can uh, honor his his campaign promise and actually give us some pro life judges, a Mike Lee, Ted Cruz, somebody like that who would actually get on the court. And do away with Roe v. Wade. I don't think it's going to happen with the ones that he's given us so far. And I don't think he's going to give us. I, I have no realistic hope that he's going to give us any uh, good uh, Supreme Court justices in the future. And and there's at least two. If he gets this next uh, this next election, at least two more um, Supreme Court justices are going to go down under Trump. So it'll be interesting to see. Hopefully, uh, 
you know, this week is as entertaining in the news as last week was, and we will go there, go on from there, and uh, hopefully have some some good stuff to talk about next week. Otherwise, if if the news cycle slows down with the Democrats and everything else, I'm gonna just have to talk about the Rudy Gobert goaltend no call uh, for 30 minutes um, and and just uh, make Damian Lillard feel bad. So. There you go. Thanks, guys, for for hanging out. As always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They are necessary. And until next week, Soli Deo Gloria. Mm